Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. Yeah, and Phil and his staff are right up to date. They know what's going on. You want to go to a place, even an unusual place. God blimey, we were talking about Albania a couple of weeks or so ago with... Uh, uh, with Pete Williams, and lo and behold, uh, somebody from Phil Hoffman's had actually been to Albania and knew all about it. Blimey. Here's the man himself. You can't get the grin off his face. He keeps looking at the <laughs> AFL ladder. As soon as you mention football, what's he do? He breaks into the power theme song. I was a pain in the wasn't G'day, Phil Hoffman. How are you? <laughs> Afternoon, Tony. Well, I think they should call it quits now and give us the premiership and, and call it quits. Do you know what? I kind of agree because we, we wouldn't have to put up with you for the next umpteen bloody weeks as you've got it. Yeah. yeah I, what, what gets me is you don't say anything. You just sit there with that grin on your face and it's, uh, you know, and you're dying to say, how are the crows going, Phil? Go, yeah, you're resisting no, that. I wouldn't do that, Tony. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yes, you would. Yes, you would. Now, Listen, but they are play- Tony, they are playing good football, though. You know, I mean, if you look at it, they're playing some exciting football. And uh, so if they keep that up, I'll be very happy. But, uh, you know, it's a long season to go yet. But but uh, at, the, at the moment, you know, it's attractive football. Oh, I mean, that big lug you got at full forward. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought he was, I thought he was, uh, he was, he'd had it. You know, like, yeah, he's injury prone. Yeah. He's never going to, yeah. God, he's just a man mountain, isn't he? I mean, he, Tony, he, he uh, reminds me of Neil Baum when he was young and fit and yeah. giant, you know? Tony, I was at a function one night, and uh, there was Dougal Howard standing there, and he's uh, you know about four inches taller than me. And then Dixon came up, and he's two thousand. I think he's two hundred and eight centimeters. And Tony, you're looking up like you're getting a sore neck, just looking and saying hello to them. <laughs> but he, but he's moving so well, Phil. I mean, yeah, it's, it sounds like the Port Adelaide show. But he, he, when you've got a bloke who's as big as that, uh, six foot six, six foot seven, and all of a sudden he's got mobility back, and you're thinking, God, if you're the full back. What are you going to do on this monster? Yeah, Malcolm Blight, when uh, he first said he was coming to Port Adelaide, and I, I caught up with Malcolm Blight, and he said, Phil, you know, when he's fully fit, he's he's a dangerous player because he can run at a good speed. He can pick a ball or a, a coin off of a grass top, you know, and and, uh, and I think this is year that he's done, you know, full training and he, he looks fit and, and playing well. So if they if it can keep him on the track, it could be a good year, Tony. But anyway, that's uh, that's that's coming in the future. <laughs> oh, you're loving every minute of it, Phil. Phil, before we go any further, we won't keep her on the on the phone. Uh, down at Hallett Cove, uh, Julie's given uh, given us a ring with a question for you. Hello, Julie. Hi, Tony. Hi, Phil. How are you? Hi. Good, thanks, Julie. That's good. Um, Phil, I just want to make inquiries. June last year, my son and I booked a river cruise, a European river cruise, through you guys and then through APT. And it was about 32,000 all up. They've done all the airline bookings, everything. Now, we can get 120%, um, you know, for a credit. But if we want to get any back, we can get 19,074. Now, we've been assured that they've got the money in a separate bank account, but... We're just a bit confused. If they've got the money, why can we only get the 19000 back? Yeah. Um, and we've got no idea when this is all going to, um, you know, come to an end. And I'm 65 yeah. now. I'm getting on a bit. No, <laughs> Julie, you're young. You're young. Let me tell you. <laughs> you're talking oh, to someone well, much older than that. Yes. Julie, so, okay. uh, Phil, we're not allowed to mention age, if you don't mind. No, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> so, Julie, look, check with your consultant, and uh, I'll certainly follow it up for you. But uh, I know a lot of you know the, of the uh, operators have been giving credits and and generous credits, uh, Julie. Do you take it? I mean, I'd yep. certainly be uh, you know at your age. I'd certainly be uh, taking the credit and going in next year or, or later. Ne- I think later next year you'll have no problems at all. From about, yeah. I reckon from May onwards that there would be no problems, Julie. 
But, but, you know, our concern is if there are still problems and the fact that it's a huge amount that we can't... OK, but back. Julie, go through, go through your consultant and, uh, yep. and j- just follow it up with them. And, and uh, if you leave your, your name with Josh, I'll certainly follow up with your consultant as well. Okay. Right. And I have to say, your consultant has been wonderful. Oh, um, it's nice she, to hear. She, she's just gorgeous. So, uh, And we know that she's sort of in a difficult situation yeah, and under yeah, the pump sure. as well. Yeah. But we'll follow it up for you, Julie, all right? Great. So, Thank, yeah. Thanks, Okay. Thank you. No, thank you. Oh, wouldn't you love to be uh, Julie's age again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, down at Paralaui, Marco with a question for Phil. Hello, Marco. Hello, fellas. Hope you have a good day. Yeah, we are. Well, uh, Phil is. He's having a good good year, as a matter of fact. Just a quick question, mate. Uh, travel from Adelaide to Queensland, do you know when we're going to be able to? Well, the, the, the Premier's supposed to be announcing this afternoon, Marco, that we'll, you know, that they're saying July the 10th, and I think the South Australians will probably get that date, you know, clear, uh, but we oh, should know so. that within, within the next hour. Um, uh-huh. Because then, uh, then we'll be able to. Uh, because you're asking the question that probably nearly every second South Australian is asking about: when can I go to Queensland? I want to get away and get the warm weather. So uh, we're, we thought we might know by now, but uh, I think in the next uh, hour bulletin or news bulletin, we should hear some news. Well, hopefully, some good news. Thank you. I'll be in touch with you, do, mate. No worries. Okay. No pleasure. No. And uh, yeah. So we're waiting on we're waiting on Queensland, which they're saying July the 10th. Um, we've got definite uh, dates on uh, Northern Territory, which is um, the 17th of July. So that's opening up Northern Territory. And Tassie is now open for us as well. So but that, it's WA we're waiting on, but uh, no no, no idea of a date there, Tony, at this stage. All right, Phil, we've got the emails all over the joint. This is from Alan. He said, uh, I'm not planning to travel overseas until the latter part of, uh, of 2022, uh, airlines such as Qantas prepared to take bookings now and are there discount fares available this far out? Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, that's no... I, look, again, Tony, when I when they, people ask those sort of questions, I think they're better to uh, see whether it's... it's, it's way out, outside the system. Generally, you know, your fares and your booking pattern is only 12 months ahead. So at this stage, if we're talking uh, July, uh, we're talking July next year is, is when they're assist, uh, in range for the system to book and give an idea of fares. And I don't think they'd be setting fares that far in front at this stage, Tony. Yeah, well, as Alan says, it's not until probably the end of, of 2022. Phil from uh, Geraldine. Geraldine, thanks for the email. Um, uh, she says, does a Phil Hoffman travel advise on the best insurance companies and the conditions that are applicable? She said, especially with uh, things like they are. So uh, do you... No, def- definitely, no. That's one of the... Uh, Tony, it's always one of the things that uh, we always talk to if people are doing even domestic travel now, advise them. We've always advised people taking out insurance because if anything happens and it's medical or whatever, now it won't be won't cover anything to do with pandemic, but it will cover uh, everything else, Tony. So you just got to be careful of that. Uh, but everything else will be covered. So if you got hit by a bus or, you know, you, you, you broke an arm or something and had to come home, uh, yeah, you're covered. And, you know, and, and look, the medical cover is the biggest one. You've got to make sure that's covered because uh, that's the one that is the huge cost, especially if you're not in the stage. But if you're in the States or something like that, uh, Tony, uh, you could be paying $10,000 a night for medical treatment. So uh, oh, you've just got to be so careful. You know, and people have had heart attacks now. I mean, I have heard of one uh, person who had a, a million-plus uh, account uh, for medical 
expenses, Tony, but it was all covered by insurance. So it really is important that you get that full cover. And we'll always recommend the best policy to take out. It's uh, 18 to 2. You've got a question about travel and people are desperate to travel again because, we're well, we just can't at the moment. Uh, there's all sorts of reasons why. But if you want some travel advice, even at this early stage of the game, get in touch with any of the consultants, good people who really take an interest in you. That makes it that they get to know you, you get to know them, and they get to know you know, where you want to travel and what you want to do. Get in touch with the people at Phil Hoffman Travel. Uh, from Rosie, um, years ago, oh, this is a memory maker for us, Phil, years <laughs> Years ago, Keith Martin used to high host flights down to the Antarctic, and she said they were really popular. A couple of a uh, couple of friends went on them, loved them. Are those flights still operating, or will they uh, have they long since been abandoned? No, no. Uh, up until last year, Tony, they were going. We we did, I think, three or four uh, oh. jumbo charters out of Adelaide down to Antarctica, where we ch- chartered the whole jumbo and flew out of Adelaide and down to Antarctica, and then back in the in the day. 12 hours of flying in, in, in the beautiful 747s, Tony. And it was a fantastic experience. Yeah. And I can remember being the first time I was asked to do it or to go down and, and experience the trip and then the concept of taking our own charter. And I thought, oh, this could be boring, 12 hours of flying. Yeah. Tony, I loved it. Really? I loved every minute of it. And they say that when you go out of Adelaide, you fly directly southward. But I tell you, the compass doesn't change one degree on either side. Straight down over Victor Harbour and straight down... And Tony, within about three hours of flying, you're seeing icebergs. It is really, really? a fantastic day. So, they, and they make it, you know, really interesting because, you know, the pilots will talk to the base stations down there. They'll talk and put it over the speaker and that. So, it's a fantastic trip. They're not sure when they will come back at this stage because Qantas is uh, selling off their their 747. So. I think we'd have to wait probably another year before we know whether they'll be doing and returning, they're resuming those sorts of charter flights. But it was a it was a great experience, Tony. I can tell you. It's uh, sixteen to two. We're talking travel with a bloke who knows more about it, and so do we staff. Uh, Phil from Phil Hoffman Travel from uh, from Anthony, not Tony, but Anthony. I don't think it's a toupee. Uh, I said uh, he said I've heard Phil sing the praises of houseboating up on the Murray River. Uh, Anthony goes on to say some of the houseboats are big. Uh, do you need a, a boat license, or do you have to take lessons before you actually no, get on board? No, and, uh, no. no even, Tony, even you and I could uh, pilot uh, one of the uh, you know houseboats up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's great fun. It's very easy. You know, reverse forward, uh, come into the park, and then throw. The hardest part is just throwing the lines over on the shore. But you just go along until you find a great spot. But it is a wonderful, wonderful holiday just to get on the Murray and chuff off into, in a different you know, direction and just enjoy what the Murray offers because you know, along those cliff faces there and just the Murray, the experience, a campfire at night, bring out the old port or whiskey, Tony, whatever you like, and uh, around a bonfire and just enjoy it. Uh-huh. I think it's a really relaxing uh-huh. holiday and just calling into some of the little places along the Murray. Oh. It's it's a great a great experience. And a good time to do it is winter, Phil. I've heard so oh, many I think, people. I think, it's, I think it's the best be, uh, time. You know, I reckon in a couple of weeks' time, Tony, after the school holidays, I think it would just be so idyllic up there. And waking up in the morning and, you know, and just seeing a little bit of fog on the river banks, you know, it's just fantastic. And a um, good friend of ours, Tony, you know, Cheryl Lee Harris, yeah. she goes up there quite a few weekends and 
always suggesting they come up and experience it because it is a wonderful place in the world and it's right in our backyard. I know I know a bloke who loves to do it, along with his wife, Jenny, uh, Peter Hurley from the Hurley Hotel Group. Yeah, they, and, uh, yeah, they and, 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 up there. Yeah, they and, enjoy and, and it. Peter and Peter, he could go anywhere in the world. He could go to Monte Carlo, for God's sake, you know. He could go to London. He could go to New York. But he just loves getting up on the Murray. You think, oh, hang on a minute. I, I, think, I think it's just the, uh, the tranquility of, of the Murray uh, and, the, you know, just... Just cruising along slowly, Tony, and just taking it all in. And then if you pull up for lunch or whenever you want to, you know, same with dinner and that, and just sort of camping on, on the side there with you, with everything. All the, and, and, Tony, the facilities on board those boats, oh, uh, yeah. those houseboats, are just fantastic. I mean, you know, they're as good as a you know, four- or five-star hotel. So everything is there. And if you get three or four couples, you can have a lot of fun, you know, on a week's uh, thing on the Murray. So oh. it's been fantastic. But, Tony, can I tell you, Murray's been one of the biggest products we've sold in the last really? month since we've been talking about South Australia. People were doing, you know, uh, Murray Princess. Uh, they've brought out now a three-day program as well, uh, Proud Mary, and then you've got the Unforgettable Houseboats and, and many of the other ones up there as well. So, yeah, the Murray's very popular at the moment, Tony, for South Australians to enjoy their backyard. Your questions on travel can be answered if you give us a call on 8223 0000. We're talking, of course, to Phil Hopper from Phil Hopper and Travel. So if there's a question out there, here's the opportunity of getting some really spot-on good advice right from the man himself. Back in a moment or so with Phil, it's 13 to 2 now. South Australia, we've missed you. Welcome back. We're so proud to show SA off. And while the world is waiting, let's be explorers in our own backyard. With Phil Hoffman Travel as your guide, embark on a range of inspiring adventures and immerse yourself in the best South Australia has to offer. Explore with a local. Phil Hoffman Travel, proudly South Australian. Visit pht.com.au. South Australia, we've missed you. Welcome back. We're so proud to show SA off. And while the world is waiting, let's be explorers in our own backyard. With Phil Hoffman Travel as your guide, embark on a range of inspiring adventures and immerse yourself in the best South Australia has to offer. Explore with a local. Phil Hoffman Travel, proudly South Australian. Visit pht.com.au. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Tony Pilkington. And we're talking travel with a man himself, Phil, from Phil Hoffman Travel. You've got a question about travel, give us a ring on 8223 0000 and Phil himself will be able to answer it for you. G'day, um, uh, Phil and, and, and Pilka. I want to get to New York or Hawaii. When do you think this is likely to happen? I'm prepared to isolate for 14 days. Uh, this is from Bill, who obviously has got debts here in Adelaide, needs to get out of town. Phil, what's the, sco- what's <laughs> well, the story? Well, Tony, see, you've got to go through uh, uh, the Department of Foreign Security, that DFAT, to get permission to leave, and then you certainly would have to... Uh, but see, there's no planes going to New York or why out of Australia at the moment. So uh, you ha- you may have to go via Sydney and, and go via the Middle East with... Uh, Qatar or Emirates, ah, right. but uh, but you've got to get government permission to leave, and you've got to have a good reason to be going. It's got to be either a work uh, basis or some sort of you know you're doing work at a hospital or whatever, you know, a sort of a needs basis. Yeah. Uh, you just can't say I just want to go to New York or to Hawaii for a holiday. You just can't, 
can't get out at the moment without government permission, and it, it's uh, not easy, Tony. Bill, you're stuck here, and unless you're wanted by debt collectors or <laughs> you know, the Calabrian <laughs> mafia are after you, so you've got to stay here. I think here. I'd head up the Northern Territory, Tony, <laughs> with the, with the borders, and now with the borders open uh, with July 17th, Tony, you know, it means people can jump on the GAN now. If they want to go yeah, away from this cold yeah. weather, get up there and do the GAN and do Kakadu, go to the Red Centre, uh, you know, to Alice Springs and out to uh, Ayers Rock and that. So, Tony, there's there's uh, a lot of things going on up in Northern Territory. And it's a great destination to get at that top end and see some of the places up there. And, and uh, Tony, on uh, August the 3rd, the Darwin Cup is on this year and it will have, you know, it will take people to go there to the races so you can physically go. So they're very excited about it. And we've got the flights now open right. for uh, both... Uh, both Jetstar and Qantas going through, but they're getting very full around that period of the of the of the cup. But outside of that, Tony, you know, you've got as I said, you can get up there, have a holiday, warm weather, and it's a beautiful time, and get out and, and see Kakadu and other places, uh, Litchfield Park, uh, and, and get up on the GAN or come home on the GAN, I've fly been, up and come back on the GAN. I've been to the Darwin Cup. It's a it's a race day <laughs> like no other. Oh, I God. know, I know. <laughs> and I was, I, I was talking to the chairman of the board of, uh, of the racing board up there, you know, and he's saying that they're really getting excited because, you know, they've got the big ball on Saturday night, yeah, then yeah. the race is on the Monday, yeah. recovery on Tuesday, Tony, <laughs> and you can catch the GAN coming home on Wednesday. And, uh, and sleep for a couple of days to get over it. Um, exactly, exactly. Uh, Mark's at Seacombe Heights with a, a question for you, Phil. Hello, Mark. You there, Mark? You were a minute or so ago. All righty, yeah. hang on a minute or so. We'll go to Susan, somewhere here in Adelaide. Hello, Susan. Hello, how are you? Yeah, we're both well, thank you. Susan, what's your, your question for Phil? Uh, I'd like to know, how do you send a person's ashes overseas? Given oh. We've got COVID-19 at the moment. Different question, Phil? Yeah, run that past me again, Tony. I just missed the lady who was a bit quiet. Uh, Susan wants to send some ashes overseas. Uh, how do you go about that? Well, you, depending on the people over that where they are, you can then. But they've got to be they've got to be sent in a steel container and uh, sort of get government uh, you know approval to send it. Got to be sealed and everything else. But yes, it can be done. Um, you know, it can be done now. Can I tell you, Tony, a funny one? A lady asked me one day she, that question of how it works. How do, how do you do it? And I said, look, I don't know all the details, but I'll get them for you, and I'll ring you back this afternoon. When I rang back to the household. <laughs> The lady said, no one lives to that name there. And she said, wait a minute, my cleaning lady does. <laughs> oh, so it's a cleaning lady. <laughs> she used the phone to check up on how to do it. So, yeah, but you've got to get government approval. But if you can do that to uh, go to that as far as getting it. But it's got to be all sealed and then it would be boxed up and sent and, and have a, sort of a clearance application on the other end as well. So it would be a DFAT that Susan would need to get in touch with? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, Susan, good luck with that. It's a touchy sort of a thing. I hope it works out for you. Down at Morfordville, uh, Matthew from down there with a question for Phil. Yeah, hi, Matt. Hi, gentlemen. Uh, Phil, question. I'm booked to go up to Darwin and return. I saw something on the COVID restrictions that I may have to fill out some form to come back to SA. It's not that I'm no. going to block me. No, no, they're open now. Northern, Ter Northern Territory is open, so you don't need to uh, uh, fill out any forms. So as far as going up and back, uh, it's open for, for South Australian okay. uh, travellers. Yep. So just we board the aircraft here up yep. to Darwin and back, no problems. And back here, And yeah, the no other problems. quick one I heard, heard this morning uh, on AA... Lady, uh, well advised to wear masks when on aircraft. 
Yeah, look, at this stage, I'd say yes, but it's only a precautionary thing. I did ask the head of Samara the other day about uh, masks and travelling on on aeroplanes, both domestically and internationally, and he said the ventilation system is about 99.8% pure purity, you know, in terms of, you know, pure air coming through to you. So it's not in circulation of the air. It would only be if you were leaning and talking very close to someone who could be a carrier. But, you know, I mean, we've, we're doing pretty well in South Australia, so I would say you'd be pretty safe. But if you want to go on the, you know, very cautious side, yeah, wear a mask. Would I? No. But, you know, if you want to, you can. Right on. A gentleman from down at Seaton, Sam's uh, given Phil the ring. Hello, Sam. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I just want to say, Phil, have you had anyone successfully challenge a uh, knockback by insurance company, domestic insurance? Um, we took out a policy last year and went interstate, and then we had to fly back in a hurry to catch the earliest flight we could halfway through our trip in order to avoid the border closure, only to find that it uh, looks like most of the uh, domestic insurance don't cover anything like COVID, whereas it's either due, due to death or something similar. Um, any advice? They don't. Yeah. Look, there's. A, um, I'm trying to think of the, the person that looks after that sort of thing as far as uh, queries are concerned outside the insurance companies. Um, Tony, what's the name of the person that uh, they, you know they have a, uh, uh, a the ombudsman? Yeah, ombudsman in insurance. Yeah. Yeah. If they yeah, they could contact that and get a sort of a uh, a definition of what is right and wrong as far as the, the, the reading they're getting at the moment. But uh, generally, if, if, if you know, we've ever been involved with, with it, we'll, we'll sort of put up a case if we thought it was a case that should be paid uh, as far as a, a travel company is concerned. But we generally don't get an attorney. The omnibusman is generally sort of that person that does that if, if they're querying the, uh, the uh, decision. Right on. Uh, to uh, Seacombe Heights, Mark in a moment or so. Phil from Kerry along the same lines. Hi, Phil. If you've paid for insurance that covers cancel for any reasons, does that include pandemics from Kerry? No. It doesn't. No. Simple as no, that. No, it doesn't. No. Yeah, no, simple as it doesn't. No. And Tony, uh, a, a lot of people got caught out, including ourselves to some, uh, some extent, in the fact that when after SARS, the insurance companies put in a very small... Uh, clause in their insurance policies that they wouldn't ca- cover for a pandemic. Up until SARS, which was, I think, 2003-24, stroke you were covered, but not now. Alrighty. Oh, questions all over the place, Phil, which is good. <laughs> this is from Sally. Um, when we can travel overseas again, and she's underlined again, what's so intriguing about the Croatian coast and places oh. like Dubrovnik? <laughs> I, I've heard that um, Phil's associate, Pete Williams, raving about the Croatian yeah, coast. Yeah, and I, I, I'm the same, Tony. I just think it's one of the the destinations that I'd love to go back to and do it again is to go to places like Dubrovnik and Split and Avar and, and all those others in the islands of Portugal and all that. It's just, a, I think, you know, so much history there, uh, the architecture of the, you know, old buildings uh, that were built in Roman times. Uh, Tony, it's all there, and then you've got this beautiful Adriatic Sea that you cruise along and, and you just go, how good is this? Yeah. And then some of the best uh, seafood and food you can ever have. And, Tony, it's so well-priced, but 
I love Croatia. I've been going there now for probably the last eight years. I've sailed the Adriatic about three or four times, and I can really recommend it. But I also love doing some of the land side of, of Croatia and Slovenia as well to places like Ljubljana uh, and uh, Lake Bled uh, and uh, Zadar and Havar and all that. And, and, and a lot of the Yugoslavians, uh, Tony, originally were from Croatia, you know. Oh, right, uh, and a lot of them from South Australia have gone back there to buy property and live there and uh, run businesses. So there's a great relation with South Australia there, but it's just one of those destinations that once you go, you want to go back and see more and more and, and, and experience it. And it's just a lovely time that you go in the summer months, you know, and dodge the real heart of the summer, but go in, in, say, May, June or September, October. It's just a beautiful time. Tony, T-shirt, shorts, oh. thongs, you don't need any more than that. <laughs> and a nice, uh, a nice and, glass of red and all. A glass of red and you're out there on the river, uh, sorry, on the, on the sea and just enjoying it. And coming into little bays, Tony where you just pull up and then, you know, all the other boats there and you can walk into the town, oh. go to a little bar and then go back to the to your yacht or whatever you're on. I, I, we had a wooden burlette and it was just a fabulous, fabulous time. And the really good thing is you don't have to look at the uh, the, the football scores because they, they're only interested in <laughs> soccer over there. Mark, <laughs> exactly. uh, uh, get over eh? Mark, at, uh, at Seacombe Heights. Hello, Mark. Uh, last well, question for I'm Phil. I'm back. Good on you. What's the question? I did two houseboats. One was uh, Australia Day and... The whole trip was um, Australian music, and the second one, we had a night where you do an impromptu fancy dress. Nobody knew about it. You just go and get put something on and come out dressed as. This is on a houseboat up on the Murray. Oh, on the Murray, yeah. yeah. It, but, but, but the impromptu help, um, fancy dress, it brought up some classics. Oh, now, I, I, I'm, look, we haven't got time to hear about him, and I'm not going to hear about him. All right, Phil, um, uh, you're still very much open uh, for, for advice, for yes, travel funny, down the track. And, and as I said, with now with Northern Territory, uh, with Queensland, hopefully this afternoon we'll say yes to that, uh, Tassie uh, and, and the others. Uh, Tony, there's a lot of choice at the moment out there. And then there, I own South Australia. Kangaroo is still very, very popular at the moment, but also to get up to the Flinders. I mean, really, South Australia is all out there for you. But as I said, a lot of people asking about Queensland. We should know that later this afternoon. Northern Territory open from um, July the 17th. A couple of good things, Tony, quickly. Uh, the Overland is going to continue until 2023 now. That's announced this morning. That's good news. And Qantas uh, uh, opening their lounges tomorrow at Adelaide Airport. So if people are worried about the lounges, that they'll be open with all the new COVID-19 safe conditions attached and so opening on July 1. So, uh, yeah, a lot happening, Tony. So exciting, but uh, frustrating as well as far as the borders. But, you know, we just got to work with what we've got. Good on you, Phil. Lovely to talk to you, mate, and we'll do it again next week. Phil Hoppin from Phil Hoppin Travel. When you're thinking of travelling, whether it be overseas, eventually when the borders are open and the international flights are back in business, they're the people to get in touch with. They've been to these sort of places. They can give you the advice. They can say when to go, when not to go, what to do, what not to do. Makes all the difference in the world. One of the travel consultants at Phil Hoffman Travel, very much a South Australian company, proud of what they do and good at what they do.